0: Membership Microwaver from Richmond Starburns is here, and I'm joined by Mr. Moral Victory from St Kilda Cookson.
1: Go, you saners
2: Woohoo
0: Proud attendee of Friday night's cold and wet Collingwood game, Morgan Ashley.
2: Wasn't the only thing that was wet? Oh, <laughs> Jesus!
0: <laughs> <laughs> the brains behind Hawthorne's pink and brown Guernsey they wore on the weekend penal.
3: Yeah, that uh, pink and brown Guernsey made all... Uh... The ladies at the ground wet. <laughs>
2: oh, all three of them.
0: <laughs> the those three women at the ground include Jasny. No. <laughs> and finally, after a somewhat noticeable absence, we have the number one fan of Stephen Motlop from Geelong, Teach.
4: That little fucking fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here.
0: Good his time. Who wants to go?
1: Goo. A big helping of goo. We'll go for young Sebastian Ross, who decided to show Patrick Dangerfield being the one-way front-running cunt that he is. You better fucking
4: watch it, smart ass, or you'll knee in the head and get away with it too. (coughs) Ah!
1: Well, wasn't Ross uh,
4: Ross was too busy running
1: away doing defending which is a foreign concept to Dangerfield still on you your set, and also <laughs> small goo for Jade Gresham who decided to break Tom Lonergan's ankles and pride with a beautiful sidestep goo all around really more goo helping a goo and Maverick while a goo which is always important for Japanese. oh yeah
3: can't
0: forget that oh, I think Penal wanted to do that just stole Penal's goo
2: usually Teach does that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Plenty of goo to go around.
2: I've well, got, say serious, I'm keeping with the buy-around theme of buy-around suck. So I've got goo for <laughs> ESPN 3030, OJ, Made in America. If you have I'm eight sure. hours, which you do because you're listening to us, spend your <laughs> hours wisely and go and check. Seriously, all you need to do is get the Watch ESPN app, you can catch up. It is magnificent.
0: It's probably on YouTube by now, basically every 30 for 30 years. And they don't seem to take them down. So, yeah, I'm up to part two. I've been hinted that part five is amazing or yeah. just crazy. So, yeah, just I'm looking to forward to that.
2: And it uh, is magnificent.
0: Unfortunately, at the rate this takes to edit, I won't get to watch it for another three weeks. But, hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> burn If you can sit through the first one. But the first episode really does give you a background as to how everything occurred the way it did in the OJ trial. So it is a fantastic watch.
4: Does it include the um, the, Wookiee, the Wookiee defense? That comes in, like, part three or four. Right, okay.
0: I've, I've just seen part two, and he hasn't killed her yet, but I think he's just about to. No Brayden
1: Maynard, Goo? Uh, never. Who? <laughs> Braden Lanyard? Who wants to <laughs> next?
4: Well, in as... Um... Fathead Cookie over there has gone and sucked off his sainters. <laughs> I'll go with tears for that little downhill, scan, spunk, rag, bubble, prickhead, dickhead, motlop who can make the most, the easiest thing in football look like you're trying to navigate an ocean liner through a, the eye of a needle. How frustrated was I with him?
0: You're making it look like you're trying to find East
4: Geelong, you mean? Mate, you know where East Geelong is. And if you don't, I'll come round and I'll drag you by your hair. Down there, and then face in the piece of the pavement. But yeah, Stephen Lotlop, you idiot, get out.
2: I heard Starburns was auditioning for mayor of Geelong.
4: Well, have you got your fake abs put in yet? Got real ones, mate. Oh,
2: you only midget with abs.
0: (laughs) It's easier when you're small.
2: Because no one can see they're painted on.
0: (laughs) That leaves myself for penal. I'll go. Uh, Tears. What's the
4: matter? What's the matter? Tell Uncle Richmond.
0: Just put a fucking side away, please. You know, I go and sit through the shit fests against the good teams where... You know, it's barely competitive and it's frustrating or the, you know, the struggled wins against Gold Coast Suns who admittedly they were shit but they were better than they had been and, you know, they were, they were trying at least. But when you come up against a team as shitful as Brisbane who, frankly, I have my doubts they will beat Essendon in a fortnight but we'll come to that then. When you play a team that abjectly shit and you ski to a pretty comfortable lead despite playing pretty poorly for so three quarters, just put the fucking foot on the throat because that team is really fucking bad and I just wanted to see a fucking entertaining win against the I don't care how shit they are I just wanted to see us bury someone well you really
4: should shouldn't you please if, if
0: got, don't waste if my you're time you in that
4: position you should bury him.
0: yes exactly well, you should bury that team anyway unless you don't turn up but really they should have fucking won that by 80 to 100 and it's just frustrating because it's like hey can we smack a team can can we enjoy that because you're not going to smack anyone else for the rest of the year because no one else is that shit can smack this team please yeah so that's my tears and then fucking hard fucking hardwick calls out dustin martin for only having one contested possession the last quarter oh you fucking mong it's your fucking <laughs> fault that this is such a shit fest so yes i'm done
2: oh i seen dustin martin on sunday i took sneaky photos of him as always
0: no you're at Vic park weren't you
2: yeah i was at Vic park i did see dusty and i did see alex Rant. they weren't together though i wouldn't suspect they've ever spent a lot of time hanging out.
3: Not sure uh, the church approves of Dusty's activities.
0: Well, the funny thing about that is, did you see Alex Rance's impassioned defence of Ben Cousins today? Yes. That struck me as strange.
1: Because Rance might think the power of Christ is a better drug. The power (laughs)
2: of Christ compels you.
0: It also teaches forgiveness. (laughs) What do Jehovah's Witnesses even believe teach? What's
4: that? With, uh, With regard to what?
0: well just anything like you know, all religions have different you know what, what makes them different to the more mainstream ones that we know about i know you kind of
4: birthdays and shit which i just don't yeah, so about. no birthdays no christmas no easter and no, that kind of stuff no, no so it's,
0: it's basically it's like god bothering but without, but without even living fun so it's like god life.
2: bothering yeah,
4: pretty, pretty much you can't do anything. And it's,
2: it's god bothering and hell at the same time like
4: yeah, basically if you yeah. don't if you don't do it you're fucked right? if you if, if, if you're not a part of it you, you you're going to Burn in um, sort of like what happens in um, the end that movie with all of the the actors playing themselves and getting um yeah you know, yeah burnt to bits one by one. And
0: the Jehovah's Witnesses are them at the end that going to heaven with the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. No no
4: no no no. Most of them stay on Earth, right? But Earth gets gets returned to a paradise. I don't know how that fucking works. You know, some bit of magic, God bling dust, or something like that happen, makes that happen. <laughs> God, and, uh, and then everyone else who wasn't a believer in it, like the rest of us, it's like, well, you fucked because you can't. You don't have the power to stand up for God. And it's like, bzz, 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 and we're all going to get fried. <laughs> so, no, he wouldn't hang around a lot with Dusty unless it was to, you know, to try and bring him over to the, the good side. To the faith. To the faith, yeah.
0: Penal's the only one left.
3: Yeah, so... Uh... You guys managed to avoid getting this as my goo last week, but I can't hold on any longer. It's the uh, long-awaited Sicily Goo explosion because he just looked a class above out there. Dare I say it, a cut above the rest of the... Uh,
4: Oh, no,
3: don't invoke that fucking name. Yeah, he's just the the best forward on the ground again, you know, kicking three goals, taking big marks, big pack marks.
0: The best forward on the ground. It's pretty easy when you're playing the Gold
3: Coast. Well, they have Tom Lynch. Yes,
0: but he doesn't get good supply. And really, was Sicily better than Lynch considering how often the
3: ball got to them? I think so.
2: Oh, that's an unbiased opinion.
0: Yeah, the Suns hardly fired a shot after halftime.
3: There's a reason why this guy is the best forward since Peter Hudson, in fact. I think he's, he's gone up in my, oh, my uh, in my reckoning since last week. So even, better than Dusty? He doesn't even he, 16 and even 6. Even better fight. than uh, Gary Ablett Sr. And uh, we'll be talking about him as the best forward since Peter Hudson, uh, who's obviously a good... Uh, Tasmanian boy I don't think Sicily's a Tasmanian but uh, I'm sure they'll claim him down there also a bit, goo bit of goo for Sammy Mitchell for you know telling it like it is again with regards to the uh, Ablett yeah, getting special su- treatment from the umpires which, is, a- which is
0: true it's true we all well, know it. Free kick Hawthorne. Free yeah, kick free Ablett. Kick I like it. <laughs> free kick Hawthorne. I saw that a few times on the weekend. He, <laughs> fucking
3: hell. He was yeah. willing in his rights to call out the uh the umpire favoritism <sighs> that Ablett I mean, receives.
2: Isn't that dirty <laughs> little sniper. I don't think so.
0: Yeah. The only time Sam Mitchell's ever been accurate in calling anyone out was with the fake injection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Precisely.
2: If he's not on his knees sucking dick for free, he's fucking mean somebody else. Count.
0: I can't believe a Hawthorne supporter of all people and a Hawthorne player of all people would have a crack at Gary getting... (laughs) A few free kicks.
2: same as Selwood whinging to the umpire as the irony is delicious.
0: (laughs) Just (laughs) delicious. And on that note, let's go to Geelong St Kilda.
3: He's just telling it like it is.
0: He's not. Hawkins tripped over his own fucking gut. No, I meant
3: Mitchell with the ablet thing. Oh Yeah, and Hawthorne got a fantastic ride. But
0: no, Hawkins tripped over his own gut and Selwood has a fucking slip to the umpires. like...
4: You stay away from Joel Selwood, Starburns. You're as short as it is. You don't want to get any fucking short, mate. Mate, he would duck under.
2: I challenge him to duck under that little midget. He'd be fucking limbo.
0: He could duck under hers there. (laughs)
2: <laughs> get you. But
0: No, just, that was a fantastic <laughs> game of football, and unfortunately it was overshadowed by some pretty shit umpiring that went both ways at times. It was certainly not the one-way street that, you know, Hawthorne usually get, or that a certain St Kilda poster would have liked to pretend it was, but we might come to him a bit later in the podcast. But.
1: It was a good game to watch, I mean, proper... Contested yes. game of football. St Kilda's midfield taking it up to Geelong's midfield again. both defences were very good on the night because St Kilda kicked three goals from their key forwards, which is not that much for our standards.
2: When
4: did you I get? I agree with the you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. It was a good game to watch, Cookie, especially since <laughs> I just finished watching um, Collingwood and Fremantle earlier in the day, which was a an atrocious what?
0: game. No, no, you would have been watching. Rich oh no, and, no! Sorry, sorry. The, the night before, so the night before I, say, so,
4: so the night oh, before oh, I watched Collin Freeman. It was an atrocious game.
2: Oh, did uh, you? Really
4: Most of the games this week you, were atrocious.
2: Did you watch it from the warmth and safety of your couch? Shut the fuck up! Bloody
4: bloody, <laughs> bloody I, I did. <laughs> Like I'd wanted to end the down to the MCD to watch some shit like that when the not, team's not playing. I fucking
0: do. Not did. like me
2: and Alan.
0: And just sorry, I meant to mention this in good or tears and I just want to come back to it. I went to the game on Friday night. I went and saw Collingwood Fremantle and there was one thing on my mind when it was first mentioned whether I should go or not, So. I consulted and I checked the timetable and you'd be pleased to know, Dan, that there were no replacement buses
2: this week. <laughs> Every line
0: was working 100%, no replacement buses. So, unfortunately, North just happened to be interstate. So, I guess Metlink hate North or something. I went
3: to it's, birth games It's just another day. example of a North conspiracy <laughs> Like I went to both
1: games on Saturday. No train delays, no buses. Everything's fine. say it was nice that there was one good game though, and that was our game. And probably it, was a, it was a good game to
4: watch. I to agree with you, Cookie. I thought that um, once that we got nine points in front after putting in barely a quarter of um, effort, oh. uh, we 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 were shocking, absolutely shocking in the first half. Um, St Kilda came up and said, "Right, we're going to play." and they were desperate for the ball, and uh, they won more contested ball for sure.
0: And they didn't have a motlop fucking ruining all their momentum. Oh, that stupid little
4: fat fuck. The time when he hit the post, when he took the handball over the top from Hawkins, he kicked it at the uh, another Geelong player who was standing in front of the goalpost, and he's tried to get out of the way to let it through. I mean, he had the entire goal mouth. Why did he kick it straight at him? And, and then you could see him mouth the words, oh, get out the way. Like you stupid little fat shit! You shit. All you had to do is go five minutes meters to the right, and you've got a goal, or five feet even.
0: You know the thing that I found interesting. A lot's been made in the last couple of days, about three minutes to go, and it was a tight game, and Dangerfield and Motlop were on the bench and couldn't get on the ground. Everyone's talking about, how does this happen? It's like, Motlop's rightful place on Saturday <laughs> night happened to be on the fucking bench. Oh, yeah. He was exactly where he needed to be in that game. Well, yep. Dangerfield's a different story.
3: If they had had Motlop out there on the ground, then yeah, that was the only thing, keeping Geelong in it. The Saints would have kicked three goals in three minutes if he'd been out there.
1: Still, good, as I said, in goose, Seb Ross having Break out to you, which is good, Stephen. Good again,
3: you know, just goofer
1: all.
4: His mustache is pretty shit,
3: though. What is it with St Kilda and fucking players with two first names? Jack, Stephen, Seb Ross, Robert, Eddie.
0: They're all called Jack. I guess when you've got that many Jacks, you need to start varying up the surnames or something i don't fucking know
3: mm,
4: you, but you can off.
3: never trust a man with two first names
4: well, that's the word no.
3: and so kill fucking 20 people named jack they have like fucking half the entries in the lottery and they still can't even win the australia's uh best jack poll <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's their jack shits
3: <laughs> Not the rory polls that's where it's at saints
0: versus cats anything else on that
4: i couldn't believe people that i went to the game with were going oh you know how much do you reckon win by and i'll say if you guys actually watched the Saints recently you know they, they, they actually when they're on they are a good side yeah
0: but they're not very good when they're not on like they're really bad when they're not on
4: yeah, yeah well they were on they were on Saturday night and yeah they, uh, they made it happen <laughs> I, I actually said when we went on Ports up that we didn't deserve to win. so I just and well in the end we didn't so there you go prophetic yeah
3: They're almost like um, the new West Coast in that they go interstate and then they just turn to shit. So they seem to play alright at Melbourne, especially at Etihad, but uh, interstate road trips are a a real worry. Well, that's that's not really interstate, is it? It's just across the ferry?
0: Of course it's interstate. It's your home.
1: (laughs) It's still weird, though, that Geelong can beat top four sides convincingly, yet lose to St. Kilda, Collingwood and Carlton. It's just... Something's maybe not right there mentally, or Chris Scott's a bit of a shit curse, just bizarre.
0: Well, it was noted on AFL 360, actually, which I found quite funny, that there's been five games this year out of about 50-odd where a top-eight side has played a bottom-ten side, and only on five occasions has the bottom-ten side beaten the top-eight side, and three of those times are Geelong
4: losing. Yeah. Well done, kids.
0: I mean, they could be thrown away at home final. I'd say mentally weak. You seem to be able to beat all the good sides. They
4: just, you just could tell that they weren't switched on and secure Kilda were switched on. And in the end, a game of, doesn't matter where a team is on a ladder, it comes down to application and effort. And, um, you know, you can have all the structures you want in the world, but if, you, if you're actually not mentally switched on, you can get rolled. And they've proven mm. it three times in a row. So it's uh, well down the ladder
0: from them. Yeah, aren't you just lucky none of those teams are going to be there come (laughs) finals time. You might lose to West Coast, though. Anything else on that game?
4: There wasn't much funny
1: things about it, apart from Salwood cracking his shits at the end.
0: Uh, I think we do need to cover that a little bit more. He's not a very good sportsmanship. No, he plays outside the spirit of the game. I'll get fucked. He does. Well, I'll, I'll come out and say it, then he's a fucking cheat. No, you're, yeah. well,
4: and you're a short little cunt.
0: Take that. <laughs> <laughs> but in simply just being a chicken cunt.
1: It's a hypocrisy of it. It's like, and you see Chris Scott as well whinging and bitching about the umpire.
0: It's like, oh, yeah, I did notice when Guthrie, I think it was when Guthrie got done holding the ball, we saw the uh, rotating clown head from Brad Scott going on. What, um, the, uh, that, with Scott-
4: that, that tackle that was too high. And wasn't it wasn't too high. Too, it was too high, and then it got turned into holding the ball in front, in front of us. He killed his goal. That's what one you're talking about? It?
0: No, I'm talking about a different one where it wasn't too high.
4: Oh, okay. Because there was one they got a free kick for holding the ball, which was a too high tackle, and they got the free kick. St Kilda got the free kick, kicked a goal. And the exact same thing happened down the other end, and it was tackled too high, and St Kilda got a goal. Either way,
0: we saw the clown head. We saw the ping-pong ball clown from Chris Scott the Weekend. It's always, always great to see that from the Scott brothers.
4: I think he's getting a little bit more wary because... He knows the cameras are on him, and he's because uh, oh, I saw him I, him. I saw him. He, he pulled in the clown face a couple of times because he, he was about to launch into the clown face, and he's like, he oh, it he's up, just, did he? He just <laughs> it up and sort of got a bit snarly, and uh, instead, Malthouse seed.
1: Do you reckon the brothers yeah. like practice that at home? Practice their reaction faces <laughs> to each other?
4: <laughs> they probably did that to their to their parents. You know, when one like push the other ones you know lego blocks over
0: they'd snipe each other as kids and when their parents go what happened you're like arms out i don't know yeah (laughs)
4: oh it wasn't me
0: Nothing else on that game. Nah. Right, from one Scott brother to another, uh, North versus the Crows on the Thursday. Love Thursday night games. No, Seems it's like so long ago, though. Thing about it. Yeah, it does. But you know, I didn't realise until the, a couple of days later that the Crows actually kicked twenty eight behinds. I knew they kicked over twenty, but I didn't
3: yeah, think they were in a 28. Wow. Holy fuck! I just realised.
0: Yeah, no, that's more than Fremantle usually
3: score. <laughs> yeah, forty shots, twelve goals, and then. Probably a couple out of on on the full as well. They probably ran it about twenty five percent, which is just atrocious. Eddie should have kicked six for the X's Yeah.
0: yeah. But the, the X's are, the dynasty is over before it begun. We're imploding like West Coast at the moment, the X's. It's concerning. We need some real off-season recruitments. <laughs> we need a big signing like a Weedering or something just to destroy their defence. Andre's
3: Fucking Troy Mental stuck in the twos, so. Kane Lucas too. Helping.
0: Just West Coast need to call him up for the w- Essendon game. It's not going to make a difference. Just sit him downhill's feet.
1: It's good to see, like, all the Rorys at Adelaide play well. Like, St Kilda, <laughs> we enjoy our Jacks. Adelaide enjoy their Rorys.
0: So you can, you kind of, you like that, yeah? You've got that thing going. They've got their Rorys. You've got your Jacks. You're kind of like, you're kind of like first-name cousins sort of things.
1: Good names, yeah. It's like, Sloane was just magnificent again. Like, he's stepped up since Dangerfield left... And probably I think Dangerfield most... was
0: holding him back just quietly. Yeah. The selfish, front-running nature of Dangerfield.
3: Most likable player in the league.
0: It was making Rory have to do more work defensively. And he now. was
3: holding that whole club back. I mean, they're so much better without him.
0: Yeah, like, he doesn't even take St Kilda seriously. Or Seb Ross either. Like, fucking neon cunts in the head and everything. Which, speaking of, did anyone think he deserved anything for that?
3: No. Oh, that should have got two weeks, I reckon. <laughs> oh,
0: you stupid. Jesus coming from the canoe who thought Luke Hodge was hard done by when he tried to kill Chad Wingard (laughs) yeah exactly there was nothing in that but I love the hysteria like that's what bye weeks do and it was great just to see Divi Blues make a complete fucking mong of himself with starting that thread.
3: You'd have to be, like, really fucking biased against Geelong to think he deserved a sp- suspension for that, which is why I think he should have got two weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
4: We kind of did was... work that out, Penel. That's just one of those <laughs> no.
0: things where, uh, once again, it's bye weeks and it's field, and it's just like, this is a fucking story, my God.
3: Yeah, it's it's one of those situations that we saw it with Fife last year. Where if you're the Brownlow medal favourite, you could fucking put your hand on a guy's chest, and the media will talk it up as, will the MRP suspend him? But in actual fact, when it gets to the MRP stage, you would actually have to fucking stab someone, uh, Nakaya style, to actually get a suspension if you're the Brownlow favourite. So, it's kind of this weird situation where they'll talk up non-incidents as if there's something, but then something that you should get suspended for, you probably won't, like Judd Pavlich. Five last year, yeah.
0: Anyway, let's get back to the Crows versus North. North took another hit, though, like, concerning for them. They were, you know, the Crows kicking made that game look a lot closer than it was. And now North go to the bye outside the four, is that correct? Yeah, the, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with the easy part of their draw over. They
3: have a pretty tough draw, like, on the mm. way home. Like, they'll probably limp into the lower half of the eight on the back of maybe losing seven of their last ten or something. Unless they turn their form around, which I guess the, with their injuries, the buyer's probably at a good time.
0: I think Thursday was a little bit too soon for them. They were still a bit concerned about how the hell they were going to keep the club running into next year after that big final AFL the gave them. <laughs> so cut them some
3: slack. I guess the, the buyer really couldn't have come at a better time. So we'll see mm. how they go after it. But like they, along with West Coast, are probably a sneaky chance to just miss finals if they trip up on like a banana skin game like St Kilda and that might be almost send St Kilda into the 8 at North's expense
0: well they would have already slipped up on the St Kilda banana skin if the umpires didn't fuck them that's true that's what Plugger told me anyway.
3: That's because North are lucky. Bloody shot clock. North are always lucky. They were lucky. So they, logic, they were lucky.
2: They were lucky that Adelaide
3: kicked twenty eight points. So Dan logic they were lucky.
2: If they were lucky they would have got more than five thousand dollars for their GoFundMe.
0: <laughs> Is that only at five? <laughs> yeah. Five
2: one zero one.
0: So I think <laughs> I think we all ended up wrong on our predictions last week for what it would be at Thursday. I think we were all overestimated North. They're even poorer than we thought.
2: And that's considering that $45 came from me and Reap.
1: <laughs> well, that's because Reap really cares about North, being a free year member. He
0: really does. Nothing else on, yeah, North versus the Crowbots.
4: just didn't look like any stage that North were going to get uh, close enough or, or, or were going to win. Well,
0: it did because the Crows were keeping them in it. But Yeah, but
4: the, the, it was so much one-way traffic for yeah. such long periods that you just knew that they were, were going to roll them at some stage.
0: It could have been an almighty choke if they didn't. Drew Petrie's
4: done, though. He's been... He's he's been done for ages, though.
0: It's just like... He just pulls out one or two games a year that keeps him going on so he can get to 300 and be the worst 300-game player of all time.
3: Yeah, he was being gifted games, like Boomer, to get the fucking record, and Mm. Petrie got gifted games to get to 300 and just shows how disgraceful North are. They want to spit in the face of the history of this great competition. All for the sake of a few personal records. I'll tell you they're what. They're shooting themselves in the foot.
4: Doesn't your dick grow by a couple of inches when you're on top of the ladder? Eh?
0: Oh well, we hadn't even mentioned that they're there yet. Thank you for bringing that up.
4: Thanks
3: for reminding me. I uh, didn't realise, but uh, be sure
0: didn't to uh,
3: be sure to bring up. <laughs> is, some, that, is, some that, what, about is that tapping
4: sounds I can hear?
0: maybe. So, yeah, nothing else. The Crows are putting together a decent run of form, though, like, notwithstanding that North might have had a soft run that pushed them to where they were,
4: but... What's Adelaide just run home like? Ah, soft.
0: The Crows have done their tough run. They had all the tough teams early on, I think, and this was probably the last team in the eight they haven't played. If I'm not, They have
1: saying. Geelong in round 18, but that's about it because they have Melbourne, Carlton, right. Collingwood, Geelong, Essendon in the next five weeks, then Brisbane and Frio, Port. <laughs> that's a very
3: soft one home. They should finish yeah. top four off the back of
0: that. Well, the Giants have a similar one too, and it's the reverse of North. There are some teams that have really, you know, done well through their early rough patch and are set to, you know, if they don't fuck up, run to a top two finish.
2: The Giants have finished on top going by their what they've got left to play.
0: Yeah, well they're currently equal with the Crows at the moment. They both have probably one game they'll lose each maybe.
3: Yeah, I can see them slipping up somewhere, but you'd almost lock in Giants and Crows for top four, yeah, and think then say so. the other couple spots are between Hawthorne, Geelong,
0: Sydney. I don't know what the Dogs draw's like, but I don't think they'll get there. I think West Coast and North, though, they they're uphill battles. And if it's uphill for West Coast, they will not get there. I
3: think West Coast and North are seven and eight.
0: Let's go to the next game. Freela really got a reality check on the Friday night. False form line rings true.
2: Hashtag Morgz was right.
0: I'm fucking
4: sick of that hashtag. trending too Hard. <laughs> uh,
2: well...
0: I should stop being right then.
1: I mean, Trullo and Grundy were good. To just destroy Frio?
0: Well, it didn't it didn't take much. Frio didn't really give
3: They didn't put up a fight. It was back to the Frio of old where they yeah. kicked five goals in a game.
0: It's like it was too cold for all those Collingwood supporters who didn't go and it was too cold for Frio too. It was like Collingwood's players turned up and no one fucking else.
4: One thing I noticed that, that Frio were particularly at hitting a target, like um they were handballing to feet. you notice that this week? Well, I mean yeah, they've been doing it for the entire season, but they they were really bad on Friday night. And, and, again, if you turn up and put the effort in concerted as a side, there's another example of it happening. But, you know, oh. Not many people gave Collingwood a chance to, to get over them, but they did.
0: I tipped them. They, they they made Travis Cloak look good. We
2: walked yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. We actually walked around them. Their lack of pressure, their lack of chase, their lack of want was just ugh. We, yeah.
0: I believe they made Maynard look AFL standard. I no, they
2: did not. <laughs> 100 Supercoach points, say otherwise. Oh, yeah, we go yeah. by Supercoach points, cookie. Fucking hell.
0: Oh, we go by Supercoach points. Um. <laughs> yeah. 681,
2: 681 overall, guys. Hashtag Alps <laughs> is a winner. So. I will
0: say
1: it was also quite disturbing when uh, Bruce McIverney started perving over Matthew pavlich's ass That was bit weird.
2: I heard about that. Yeah, what the fuck was it that? Well, it's about time Apparent- up got into a real man rather than the weird little sneaky cunts he usually lost
1: suffer. Well, he's talking about like Pavlich or oh, G has like a nice ass or something. I haven't heard it, but I'd imagine something that. like
2: that. That's not a direct quote, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dennis said, it's centimetre perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Dear- Delicious, then.
0: Uh, I can't believe he actually said that. Like, I know it was a shit game and there's probably nothing else to be talking about, but really, like, fucking hell. Well,
1: like Mason Cox kicking two goals, that would have been gooey. Right,
0: well, he, he generally seems to be good for two a week, both weeks.
2: He kicks two a game. Yawn, next.
0: If you were to look at his average, it's probably pretty close to two, give or take, yeah. point, something or other.
2: Yeah, it'd be two goals, seven disposals. You can't complain about that at this stage. I mean, but I'm not going over it because it's a regular occurrence. That's the kind of elite talent we have at Collingwood.
4: <laughs> oh, here we go. Head to head down a shitty path at some stage.
2: Oh, well, we're talking about Pab's ass. <laughs> I was getting shitty
0: from <laughs> But no, it was a shit game. And really, free were that shit that Collingwood probably suffered a little bit from what Richmond had the next day in that Collingwood should have probably beaten them by more, should have oh, actually yeah. established that dominance more, because Fremantle were just, words cannot express how shit they were. I was at that game, and I did not watch a second of live action. Yeah. It was not that enthralling. We sat in the bar all fucking night watching it on TV because it was cold and it was shit and nothing about that game made me want to step outside or even walk up to the glass and have a look. Did you collect
2: one of those boarding passes on your way in from the Emirates? Emer-
0: I did collect one of the boarding passes just in case we lot had a bad loss this year. I could go to Europe and escape.
2: Oh, you collected one. Me and NL collected 430. I <laughs> still didn't.
0: Well, would you just walk off with one of their piles?
2: Well, not one. We walked off with a lot of piles. <laughs> we walked, like, the whole perimeter of the ground, taking them out of the stands that they were out the front, taking one out. We took one off every person. We started at gate seven. We got around to gate one, and there was just this massive pile. And I looked at NL, and I said, pick it up. And he took <laughs> them all. <laughs> and and then, then I had to go to the toilets and record all the numbers so I knew which serial numbers I had from and to so that I would know if I won because I couldn't check 400 tickets.
0: (laughs) See, I wouldn't have known if I won either because I didn't even walk outside. They had someone on the TV winning it, like, and I'm there. I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I didn't win then. But, yeah, I forgot that even happened. It was in my wallet. But, yeah, I did get a boarding pass. That was the most entertaining thing about the fucking game, mm-hmm. the fucking boarding passes beforehand.
2: Yeah, well, that was how we kept warm, because we were sitting in our seats and we are like, this is... F-. <laughs>
0: you lined your coat your coat with boarding
2: passes. No, well, we, I thought, well, this is fucking freezing. I'm not going to sit here for another hour. I'm like, let's go for a walk and get some more boarding passes. So we did walk all the way around the ground. Ross lines a
0: cunt, by the way. How was Ibbotson running laps at eleven fifteen? That was the only bit of live action I saw. Sorry, I did see some. I found my way to the glass when there were no people there, and you could watch him running fucking laps at quarter past eleven after you the game.
2: Was was the glass
0: after the game because you
2: couldn't see twenty people's legs like...
0: with four security guards sitting on the points of the square, and he's running fucking laps. Uh, Ross guy. made him do laps, did he? Yeah, it's like the old sub rule where they used to have to go out and warm down and get some kilometers into their legs. He had had to go out there when there's nothing on and run laps around the boundary line at quarter past 11 when there was no one in the ground except the people in the bar watching.
4: Jesus. Yeah, that's pricksack, that is.
0: Just on that, though, 20,000's a pretty low crowd, even by cold Friday night standards. It
2: wasn't just cold. It was awful.
0: It was bad, but I, I got there. I, I had no reason to... Yeah,
3: and the, there was no, no fucking mean- train maintenance, so there's no excuses Yeah, no train there. maintenance.
0: Yeah, you no fucking
2: train outside. maintenance. It was fucking freezing.
0: Oh. I waited outside while we waited for people to arrive. It was, it was awful, and we walked out at... Midnight or whatever the fuck the time was. It was cold, but you fucking front it up.
2: No, I, I of course I, I always do.
0: Yeah, so it, the rest of them need to harden the fuck up.
2: If I was a family and I had little kids, I wouldn't be taking them out into that.
0: Well, we could have left them at home. Like It was it was cold, but it was not drown Eddie in an ice bath cold or, you know, fucking...
1: It was freezing. Fuck on the foot in that weather.
0: You can't stand
4: what cold is Try Toronto in, uh, in January. I think the Collingwood supporters could have done more to turn up.
3: Very soft effort by them. We at least uh, half filled our ground in Tasmania.
4: They couldn't even get 20%.
0: <laughs> it was a bad week for crowds. But before we move on, Lockie Neal has re-signed.
4: Oh, so, so he's tied his future to the anchor, has he?
0: Yeah. He's, <laughs> <We're> good <laughs> so for he him. He's, he's going to sink.
2: He's going down with the Ross Lion ship.
0: <laughs> so there goes their trade currency for when they try and get Hogan. Not that I think he's leaving Melbourne, but if he does, he's clearly west coast bound now.
2: He's Scarborough but... bound and I found his house. <laughs>
0: And Suck that's important why. Well, well, Cara hasn't done it, neither has well, any no other bullshit journalists. No one else. Aaron Riley doesn't because it's a football story.
2: Exactly right. Nobody else managed to find the precise house he was standing in front of, but I did. That's, that is actual investigative journalism. Yeah. I found the real you estate website. You
0: should get website. a Walkley. I should. Yeah, with creeper skills like that, you could rival man with no name.
2: I am a giant creeper, and like I found – I went to the real estate website. I searched to see which houses he'd sold in the last 30 days. I made sure the house was sold on a day that Jesse wasn't playing football. I managed to match up the kind of fucking weatherboard house. on magic, and look at that. Boom. Actual story. <laughs> Scarborough bound. Get on it.
1: If you take this story, Robert, better fucking credit us.
2: Yes, credit. Hashtag morgues was right.
0: Let's move on. Speaking of poor crowds, Hawthorne uh, filled the ground down at Tasmania. They were a bit concerning. I thought they were very concerning. They were very lucky too. You know, they were lucky to get past Sons. Always. Needed a bit of free kick Hawthorne help. They really weren't that impressive. Once again, another performance from Hawthorne that really discounts them from the premiership race, I think,
4: regardless of where they currently sit on the Which
3: ladder. Which is, teach. approaching. can you remind me?
4: Um, it's somewhere yeah, towards fucking game the in um, pointy end of the ladder, but um, that'll that'll all be rectified when you come up against us I'm again. Be
0: rectified next week by the Colas, won't it? Like, literally, it's, the Colas have a game in hand, and have them well and truly covered.
2: You're on the tip, but you will be shafted. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was very of putting it, Morgs. Thank you. So, anything else on that game?
3: Good to see Ablo back to his best. Mm. He was pretty Rockliffe-esque this game. Like, um, I realise oh. I'm probably shooting Bambi here, but I don't I know. Don't, I just, I I just think wasn't think that impressed. Are,
2: I don't think you are shooting Bambi because he copped an absolute spray from the bench. He copped a massive spray, and then the guys on the radio commentary said that he might have had it however many times, but he hadn't done a lot. He certainly wouldn't be in his best
0: lot of games. His best lot of games, a pretty good bunch of games.
2: Well, I'm just saying, I'm just sticking up for Pedro, man. Wasn't a great game.
0: Usually, that's teachers' job. Yeah, it's still better than what his teammates can do. I'm like, yeah, it's a bit, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a difference when you're as shit- a gold coaster going. You know, he's trying to do everything himself a little bit. Of
2: course, it's the Lord and
0: Savior.
1: Boganator has not returned since round three.
0: Let us all down. Oh, yeah, Morgs was wrong there.
2: Oh, I know. Fuck off. He even got dropped at one stage,
0: the mm, he's mm-hmm. Worse defensively than Dangerfield. Oh,
2: it's, he got bogged down in it all, really. He went to shit.
0: <laughs> Ed Prestier's not going to sign
1: as well, which also sucks. Yes. Coming to St Kilda.
0: He's gone. It'd be interesting to see where. The Suns really need to, whatever they do, they need to play some hard ball and actually get something other than another fucking draft pick for him. They need to trade like the Giants, and they need to get an established player, even if it's a little
3: bit unders for what they think he's worth.
0: But Hawthorne continued to win in Tassie. It was concerning. It was unimpressive.
3: This was a terrible, typical Tassie game. Like, Tasmania very, very rarely produce attractive games of football. The only notable exception I can think of is obviously Buddy Kick and 13. Oh, yeah, we'll oh, okay. obviously continue to play there, though, because we won 18 straight and 25 out of 26... So we will uh, continue to grace the glorious people of Tasmania with our presence and let them see uh, what a real football team looks like.
0: So d- do you actually think Hawthorne played well?
3: No. Like I said, it was a, it was a terrible game, but um, that's what the conditions tend to produce.
0: Okay, so it was conditions, It was there was no other factor?
3: <laughs> well, I guess you couldn't expect us to play that well because we were wearing the pink jumper and I guess there must not have been a lot of pride in in that jumper from the guys, it's it's strange because the, when I say that jumper, the first thing I think of is Pride.
0: <laughs> it's a weird, weird fucking jumper.
3: It looked worse on those promotional images that they had up on the website because it, did, it? it didn't look too bad on the, running around out there.
1: Well, they combined the pink and the stink. You know, looked decent. <laughs>
0: Hawthorne really reaching out to their fan base, both the forty eight percent and the fifty two percent. Split down the middle really. Nothing else on that game. Well
1: yeah. honest, Sicily played well. Press with his this season. Looks very good.
0: He's so
3: good. Oh, goo. What's his ass like?
2: Yeah, yeah, Bruce, what's his ass like?
3: Probably delicious. <laughs> <laughs> ha- haven't had a good look at it yet, but I'm I'm making that my mission for twenty sixteen. Let's move on
0: real quickly the first mm-hmm. Game of Ablet got discussed, and no, I actually got to watch Rockliff or I actually got to see him, or not see him play a game live on saturday and you really don't appreciate just how fucking useless he is until you see it in action he was he was always high on the disposal numbers i couldn't remember any of them like i went to that game i remember the kick on the full where he went off the ground i remember that one I and mean, there was a hospital handball in there somewhere but he had 60 meters gained at half time from 16 disposals like it no wonder he wasn't noticed
1: he's the anti jack Stephen. he's the anti cyril
0: He's the absolute crab. He, no, he's not a crab. What's something that only moves backwards? Like f- A rower,
1: pretty much. Sits on his ass, goes backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a rower. You know what? He's not just the rower. He's the fucking person in the boat that tells them, the rest of them when to the row. The cocks. That's him, because he's not even pulling the boat backwards. Yes, he's no, the
3: cocks. He's, he's lay down Sally. He just doesn't give a fuck.
0: Well, no, that's (laughs) Pierce Hanley, I think. Um, Did anyone see his work on the mark?
3: I was
1: just too busy, like, yelling at someone or not even giving a shit.
0: He's too busy doing a Joel Selwood (laughs) sulking at the umpire. To stand the mark. It was reminiscent of, uh, was it Joshua? Crack the Sads when he was at the Doggies and wouldn't man the mark a few years back. But yeah, the footage is pretty funny. Just, he went full plugger on that umpire, really. I
1: should Chuck should probably be all Australian centre off
0: forward this year. Well, he was last year and he's having a better year this year. Yeah,
1: he's been fantastic in that role. And Martin, again, was brilliant despite like what his cock coach says in the last quarter. <laughs>
0: 20 and 40, a good game. Look, there wasn't whole, a lot to get out of this game. Look, the only other thing was Crab Watch was. It was an interesting game to compare Rockcliffe with... Lou Taylor was out there for, you know, as he always is for crab watching. Brandon Ellis was there too, so it was like King Crab and up-and-coming Crab, and they're all very crabish.
3: Well, with that fucking many crabs running out there, it's a miracle there was
0: any scoring at all. Well, that, that's basically Dusty and Jack Revolt making all the difference there. Look, funnily enough, and I will mention this, Brisbane... Just when they actually did get the ball up forward, when, you know, they put it in the hands of, well, I don't know, Mitch Robinson got concussed, so I, I don't know who actually advanced the ball forward. It must have been, like, someone like fucking Buick or someone, because it certainly wasn't their midfield. But when they put it in the hands of someone who moved it forward, they have some handy, tall forwards who will be very good players at other clubs, Shake and Hipwood, who, yeah, they might do alright elsewhere, because, they, were, you know, they were reasonably impressive.
3: So, are the Brisbane Lions developing their own, like, version of the X's? Like, that will be... Probably, yeah. Well, they've got a couple of good ones. Polek, Yo and Doherty, I guess, are the main three. These guys
0: don't really kick goals, though. We're, we're going to we're get a Brian's X's that can really probably kick a score, so...
3: So, it's, um, it's going to be a, a Brexit...
0: Yes, it'll be a bre- another Brexit. <laughs> this one will make a lot more sense, though. Nothing else on that game?
4: No, I didn't see it, so I can't really comment. But, um, yeah, just have to agree with you that um, <clears throat> uh, you really do have to, you know, put the of oh. foot down to the neck when you get a team in that position if you're going to uh, be a, a contending team, because you've got to get the percentage from somewhere to beat off everyone who's going to be clambering at the bottom half of the eight. I yeah, agree. beat off everybody else who's clambering. Got to beat them
3: all off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the Hawthorne way. (laughs) Last game, Giants, well, they did their job against Carlton. Not a whole lot out of this game. Just Stevie J continues to make Geelong look really stupid for getting rid of him whilst they kept Motlock. He 20 and Ford as well, just like Revolt.
1: Toby Green, he only got one goal. Disappointing Mm. effort from him. Missed a 20 and 3, letting us down.
0: Yeah. But you know they're not having problems skiing over some of the shitty teams now. The Giants are actually starting to you know put up percentage against Carlton. They really skied over them quite um, quite late. So I thought that
4: this this one might have been a danger game for them because. Same. They would have been feeling pretty good about themselves and um, and where they were at at this probably point Probably not in after they
0: fell in against Essendon. That's probably
4: what helped them. Yeah, yeah, probably. And uh, oh. look, well, yeah, they've come out and and, and put Carlton to the sword, and Carlton have shown, been showing a little bit of form. Uh, but we are starkly reminded of the gap between um, the better teams and the and the not so goods. And. Yeah, GWS—they're going to finish top four. But yeah, by, no, yeah, by they could, all they accounts, could be hosting
0: the final up at Fortress Spotless at this rate—that's that's bloody scary. <laughs> that's very
3: scary. Yeah, is this Carlton, Carlton hanging in the game for three quarters? But uh, the class of GWS just prevailed.
0: Yeah, they're just—they're just not—they're just, not, just not good enough to actually go with a team like that when they get running. Because the Giants are—you know—even for good sides when they get going like that's what happens when you got the talent they got they just flick the switch and they're not getting much out of jeremy cameron still and Patton was playing down back like this is the thing it's toby green and stevie J doing a lot of the heavy lifting rory lob as well it's a yeah, true them. contested marking beast yeah these are the guys doing the job just wait till their stars actually get a bit of form
3: up so Carlton, we think are good enough to be able to go with the the crappy mid table sides like geelong but they just uh
0: aha bloody ha. well done
3: Won't be able to compete with the the best teams.
0: Um, Can I just make note of something?
3: We've been talking about the shit crowds this week,
0: but they did get 10,355 at Spotless, which is not bad. In fact, it is more than the 10,121 they got down at Aurora Stadium.
3: Do you believe those crowd figures? Yes, Sorry, I do. That's the question. Obviously. Well,
0: actually, I don't believe the Tassie ones because I saw that crowd. There was no <laughs> one fucking there. They must have done a head count. So, yeah, the GWS Giants have gone and outdrawn Hawthorne. That's got to be a little bit embarrassing for you. The franchise going past you both on and off the field, penalty. No. Why, why is football, that embarrassing? You got outdrawn by the Giants.
1: In your stronghold of Tasmania, your
3: traditional land. Yeah, in in an an AFL state.
0: Your home ground, their home ground, and they drew more people than you.
3: There's one person to blame for all this. Jasny, why didn't you go to the game?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't Jasny go to the game?
3: There's no map. Well, Grant
1: Birchall. No, Weller. Walla has, like, the perfect hair, yeah. can kick goals. Well, Weller
3: was playing at Etihad on Saturday night, and even that game only drew, like, 25k. And it was the indoor breeze Etihad, with the conditions won't adversely affect you as much. So what was going on, Geelong and St Kilda fans? Hey, we rocked up. We,
1: 27k St Kilda supporters rocked up. Not our fault 1,000 Geelong supporters can't get a train. It's a long journey, man. It's 60 minutes on a coach.
3: Yeah, what, what was this about Geelong supporters blaming a 60-minute coach trip for us? Some guy on the mainboard like, it's as bad as an
4: interstate trip. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what a fuck. Long... <laughs> it takes
0: 60 minutes to get to the airport for most clubs before they even hop on the fucking plane.
4: Go into it's the not fucking just security that. I mean, and... Yeah, I mean, uh, clubs travel distances every week to games. That, that, that's, that's absolute bullshit. Geelong have been doing that for 150 years. <laughs>
0: And it's taken until 2016 to be a problem. (laughs) Fuck me. No wonder they had a 44-year premiership drought. This genius wasn't in charge.
3: He's like sitting at home watching a TV from Geelong on Saturday night. He's like, I've solved
0: the puzzle. (laughs) We're going to have a dynasty where we win two flags in a row. (laughs) Let's move on because that is very much a bye week discussion when no one's got anything better to be saying so they start thinking really stupid ideas and well bye week is brought with it once again I, this seems to be a almost a yearly thing now um with the way injuries pile up the idea of the mid-season draft or trade period free agency period mid-season which i don't know about you but i think it's fucking ridiculous i'm Partial to the draft idea, but fuck me. We don't need in-season trades.
3: I'm, I'm just going to say it. Fucking bye week is worse than the off-season because off-season is usually funny. <laughs> bye week is just a cringe fiesta. Like, fuck me.
1: Like, I can understand, like, say some good players in VFL, sand for all that. Give them a rook chance or a team.
0: They could get a career out of it. Like, that could be a story.
1: Yeah, or a it's team to a get, like,
0: story.
4: a good story. Has all yeah, yeah, you're right. If, someone, if if someone's having a cracker of a season the next layer down, the next tier down, they can get pulled in, in by a mini-draft, then, uh, yeah, why not? I, I think yeah. I agree with that. Well,
0: look, last year, Mitch Brown could have got a second chance at AFL level and it wouldn't have to have been at Essendon.
4: Yeah.
3: Find you'd, a key you'd, you'd use that uh, kind of Essendon-type system, where you've got uh, players running around in the twos or recently delisted or whatever, and you can pick them up mid-year via a draft system to fill a hole in your list. Like, Port would probably you really need a, need a Ruckman right about now. Like, obviously, because, well, buyer's remorse with Ryder. No sympathy there, but they didn't know Lobby was going to get injured. And
0: Doogie House got injured.
3: So, yeah, they'd probably want Ruckman. But I, I just don't know how you'd effectively do trades.
0: Well, you know who made the most sense... Like, Out of everyone this week, which is amazing on the whole trade idea, Steve Johnson who, one, he made the point that this management's an art form, but also you're talking about players actually taking mid-season, taking game plan and intellectual property with them to other clubs if they do get traded, which is true. Because That's true, yeah. You know, if you're stuck on a list, you're stuck on a list. That's fucking how it is. It's, it's much easier to make it work if you're going to draft out of, even drafting out of a state league's hard, because how do you decide who goes first? Do you make them all free agents? How do you do it? It, yeah, is, it you, is complex.
3: You, you, don't, you, you couldn't, you couldn't really do it on current ladder because, position yeah, because n- that would kind of affect the end of season ladder position by giving the team that's bottom first a- access and, and that might be the, the
0: draft's obviously been work and the draws obviously different because you've got the crows are probably lower than their form line suggests and North are higher than their form line suggests and such and, things
3: and i just don't know how you would be meant to fucking do anything with the salary cap like, you couldn't trade a player for picks because you'd probably run into salary cap issues. Yeah. And the only thing that would maybe work is the kind of uh, what we saw last year with the Sinclair Jetta straight swap. Like, okay, never happen anymore. let's try and do it. They are so rare, those yeah. kinds of mutually beneficial trades where both teams are trying to fill a hole in their list and they just go a straight swap. Like, how often does that no, happen? Not, not often. And it especially wouldn't happen mid-season when clubs will shy away from, like, wanting to strengthen fellow contenders. Yeah, no,
0: and it's, it, that's another thing. Who wants to strengthen another contender? So you've got teams actually not wanting to trade with someone because, you know, they might rather go to the draft, or they might rather cut their own losses than act on a trade with another club that would perhaps, they believe, benefit the other club more than benefits them.
3: Yeah, and what you'd potentially get is uh, what people have been complaining about what free agency is, is that potentially you'd get big clubs who are maybe one jigsaw puzzle away from a flag or top four, trying to raid bottom clubs because like, maybe dogs might try and sign cloak or something. Mm. Actually, I think Collingwood would probably go for that. (laughs)
1: But the only way how I can see, like, a mid-season draft working is if a club, like, has all its players suffer from, like, a bowler something like that. It just needs to be something yeah, extreme. Mean,
4: it's never got to a point where a, a club has been unable to field a side. It, um, it's got that, close a well, couple that, of times late in
0: the season.
3: Well, yeah, you, you had, you had Ross. Ross Lyon said, for you, have 28 fit players. I think Collingwood Morg said a couple of weeks ago they had 25 or 26. So in that situation, you know, you've got players on a long-term injury list, may as well pick up a couple of stately players in, in, to act as dead.
0: In the days of Crazy Mark Harvey, I'm pretty sure the last round of the season, Frio actually, and the Gold Coast Suns might have done this last year too. These two teams actually listed extended squads at 25 and those Squads of 25 actually had legitimately injured players on them who weren't going to be playing. But basically, you know, those three emergency spots, one or two of them were actually held by guys who weren't fit to play. You know, so clubs do battle towards the end of the year at times. And I think the idea is that you can add an extra player maybe two. And the salary cap's not such a deterrent because they'd all be getting paid roughly whatever the fuck it is that they get paid. But um Yeah, the rookie wages like it would all be a set scale sort of thing, they'd be like draftees or rookies and you just get to add one two maximum to plug a hole on your list and you know, that's not the worst part about it. Like drafting's not so bad, but trading makes no sense.
4: Yeah, agreed.
0: Like, who would we trade? Like, if we would all make a trade, um, like, what would you bring in and who would you get rid of?
4: Well, I uh, trade Molop we... for a second
3: potatoes. <laughs> We try and get Brad Kraut, but Adelaide wouldn't deal with us. That trade would never happen because Adelaide wouldn't deal, because why would they? Maybe O'Meara, but that's unlikely because of salary cap. We'd need to go in at the end of the
0: year. We'll trade Alice to fucking Brisbane, and you know what? They don't even need to give us anything. Then give us Stephen Martin. We need a Ruckman. There we go.
3: Who would you prefer Richmond to recruit? Uh, Rockliffe or Cloak? Oh, fuck. Um, Rockcliffe. No, because he's close to retirement.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll try Billy Longer to Richmond, or mm -hmm, fuck knows what. You didn't have Alice. Richo will turn him into an attacking midfielder like
3: Sebros. So, yes, we'll take Alice. I would probably take Cloak over Rockcliffe just because you can hide him in the forward line <laughs> where he won't do as much damage to your team. He might accidentally put a few
0: through like he did to, for the first goal on Friday night.
4: I'd take Cloak. That way, if we put him close to um, Hawkins, he might his ugly goblin face might actually scare Hawkins into running up the ground and getting the ball a bit more.
0: You'd take him because he'd would, be your second-best
4: be forward as well. the fattest
3: forward line of forward. Uh, all time <laughs> Like Cloak and Hawkins Fuck They'd have to double their pie budget and we lost Morgs. Uh, she's gone to sleep <laughs> Oh fucking she's
4: she's- <laughs> <laughs> And there's the man who put the sleeper hold on So
3: yeah. where'd, you, where'd you get the chloroform? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god
0: no one else knew he was there, did they? He hasn't he hasn't made a noise or anything. He didn't say oh, anything. We all he didn't drop a sneaky line. <laughs> well we've just done our own trade. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got we've got northern we've got northern lights stepping in for morgue. And now, who would you trade
4: and for what? Probably Sam Gibson for a half eaten packet of <clears throat> twisties. Is what do you want? <laughs> nah, but pro- probably Mad Jack in all seriousness. I like, we support, Magic to Port
0: or oh, Richmond.
4: Yeah, right, yeah he's just—he's
0: not gonna.
1: Just send him to Geelong for, like, a pick in 21 or something.
3: That would reduce their uh, diversity quota to be able to meet the Aussie <laughs> Diversity <laughs> Forum's high standards.
0: Speaking of that, I wasn't going to add this to the talking points, but did we see the AFL have someone replacing Mifsud in the diversity role? Yes. And it was not Suze. How was it not Suze? I think they've overlooked the most
3: qualified candidate there.
0: Gordon Groves, good friend of Gillen. You know, he knows Suze. I'm surprised he didn't. Suze
3: was robbed. Well, maybe she'll uh, send angry petition letters to AFL House like she's. Keeps begging to be let back on Bigfooty. Mm.
0: Making a bit of Let a Let me have
3: this job, you
1: fucking cunts. <laughs> she should have drawn out her plans at the AFL. Then they could see <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> Next talking point. We need to apologise. Penal. On behalf of Dan's, who's listening in, and I think the rest of us who were on last week, I'd like to apologise. Hawthorne are not lucky. You're not lucky. You're never lucky. It was all by design. Extra money outside the cap. The three cheat, as it's become known. Cheat in the system just like a common Carlton. What have you got to say for your club?
3: You're not seriously buying this, are you?
0: Well, I, I have no reason to believe Daniel Barrett fucking... would make anything up.
3: Yeah, do, you, do you fucking listen to Barrett in between reading the fucking Daily Mail? This is fucking hack tabloid journalism style bullshit and what's happened is Barrett's seen his mate Eddie and his mate Brayshaw copping it from all angles from the media and what he's done is he's thrown a dead cat onto the table to try and deflect attention. And it's awfully
0: like Illuminorfy.
3: Dead sal- Hawthorn salary cap issues. Notice how no fucking credible media outlet has run with this story. None. Not one. Not Awful. even fucking Robbo.
1: But Robbo doesn't know shit from
3: shit. Oh, believe me, Robbo knows shit and he knows this story is a steaming pile of shit and that's why so, touched
0: it. So you're in denial okay. over your club's cheating ways. Is that the gist of this, right here?
3: There is no possible way known that this story is real. Wasn't also Frio investigated?
0: Yeah, Frio as well. So yeah, the John won 2013. So yet again, another premiership for Geelong that's not back-to-back. Who to the back. fuck would be
3: taking... <laughs> that's how I doubly know sure that this story is bullshit because who the fuck would be taking up Fremantle's salary cap space? Chris Main?
1: Well, Ross Lyon managed to find space to pay Robert Eddy...
0: $1, this is why Chris Mayne didn't entertain any of those offers instead Yeah, I agree. Dan
3: says it's time for you to give those premiership cups back. If you look at the history of sort of salary cap breaches, every maybe three years there's an issue of a minor breach where on the paperwork they haven't dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Or as we say at Hawthorne, we haven't crossed the I's and fisted the T's. <laughs> So look at, that's, I believe that's the saying. Look <laughs> what's the horse on saying. Anyway, what happens is there's a $10,000 fine or something for administrative breaches that gets handed out. Richmond had one a couple of years ago, Brisbane, Collingwood, and maybe. It's an administrative investigation. Yeah, listen investigation. To this.
0: F- Three minutes ago, this was all bullshit. Now it's an administrative error. You're like Roby with his fucking input <laughs> errors. That's what you are. You're just moving the fucking goalposts. Oh. It, next it'll be a rogue fucking <clears throat> Mark Evans was on top of it and it's going to get buried. I, was
3: like, I don't know. No, here's what happened the AFL are confused and launched an investigation <laughs> because in we, we <laughs> paid him in beads.
0: <laughs> Nothing else on the three cheap? Disgraceful. Disgraceful.
3: The- the chances of us actually losing premierships over this is Quite low.
0: Not even remotely imaginable. Yes, but they're tainted all the same. No one took away Carlton's. Oh, ones, no, but they were tainted.
1: They will take away twenty fourteen to give Sydney another flag. It's <laughs> the AFL would not put past the AFL to do that.
0: Mm, that's a very good point. Although they don't like Sydney anymore because Priddem keeps getting the sooks up.
3: And GWS is a new cool yeah. kid on the block.
0: Still on Hawthorne. Brad Hill has been taking t- tips from good bloke. Clearly driving when he shouldn't. I'm amazed he's not the one you wanted to trade out penal.
3: I've. Made my thoughts on him well known on here.
0: Some, he's bringing you some season. A lot of off- them weren't positive. now.
3: But he probably had his best game for the season. On the I weekend, actually saw so,
0: him hang over a high ball. Maybe he, he didn't want to be there, but he may- did it.
3: He did it. He he went when it was his turn, and that was the first time all year that he's done that. So maybe he's finally put this this season stuff was playing on his mind, like Tom Boyd and the negative gearing stuff. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's put all that behind him and playing some decent football. So that's that's why I didn't throw him up for trade because he's he's getting back to full. So,
0: so you're just ha- you're just happy with this guy who shouldn't be driving just going out, so he can he... drive to the pub and hit people or let his girlfriend no, hit people. No, what
3: please. happened with the fucking driving thing is his license was reinstated and it's like at midnight on the 15th and uh, he like goes an out driving on the me. 15th. Well, it, w- it was a fucking input error by the fucking guy who took away his license because he said you could drive again at midnight on the 15th and then he drives on the 15th and gets busted because apparently midnight on the 15th apparently is the 16th. Don't ask me how that works. I don't make the rules. I just report them. Better fucking journalists than Barrett.
0: <laughs> Let's go from that to the final talking point, and this is my favourite one of the week, and possibly just one of those stories that I'm amazed... Not more has been made of this because it's hilarious. Haretia uh, Lemumbu was interviewed last week, and he decided to tell the world how after is it two, three weeks, he's still not over the death of Muhammad <laughs> Ali. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, Actually, it's... I'm starting to get elaborate troll vibes from this guy He's either
1: incredibly <laughs> brilliant or he's that much of an egomaniac, I'm not sure
0: Dan's to describe he's, him as the prince really who needs weird. to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Enel? I was going to say, um, his family have already gotten over it and buddy... <laughs>
4: And Harry still hasn't gotten over
0: it. <laughs> what is it with this guy? It's just... It feels just, a little bit well,
4: too he's... much.
1: How much room says he's been having a weed? That's what I want to notice. Like, if he would have bust down his house, he probably would be growing... Has a good hydroponic area, I would assume, with his thinking chair.
0: I think he's just stupid, but... Oh. There has to be more on this It's just He's probably like I need to get in the media
1: I know I'll exploit Muhammad Ali's death He probably thinks That there's similar sort of people Fighting against injustices And all that probably, yeah, maybe Meanwhile He one did and the other just Harry, Harry probably and, does he's, believe he
0: is the Muhammad Ali of the 21st century whereas he's probably more of the well he's not the Jason Ackermanis of the 21st century because Jason Ackermanis is that but you know what I'm getting at there
3: he's a dumb How, cunt I don't know he could, he could be the whole attention whore I'm just doing this to get a laugh and to get my name in the fucking papers thing or he could be seriously mentally deranged and like given the shit he's been through he's seen some shit fam and it's- <laughs> Like, I think he's got some deep-seated issues that he needs help over, and I hope he gets Recent. it, because uh, I, I'm, going full, I'm going all Alex Rant's Ben Cousins here. I hope he gets the help he needs. I think Harry O. needs to find Jesus, <laughs> to join the Mormons, or Jehovah's, or yeah, whatever makes Dalai him feel Lam. better. He's
0: a Buddhist, isn't
3: he? Yeah, he's a Buddhist. It hasn't worked for him. Come <laughs> to Christ. Walk with Christ, brother. He's like the
0: opposite of Romping Winds, because Romping Winds has no soul, and Harry has too much soul, basically. <laughs> He's like a modern day <laughs> depth
3: Yes, the whole uh, North Korea stuff, yeah. I could see him defecting you <laughs> and just say, Yeah, this whole Western civilization thing idea is too much for me. I'm defecting to North Korea.
0: <laughs> Kim Jong un goes, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Harry would cry.
3: So, Brother Kim, you should go on the path of righteousness.
1: He is sitting in my thinking chair. Harry's a weird person.
0: He, he is. The other thing is, I don't get why he needs to tell the world he's not over Ali. It's just like, Harry, <laughs> even if you're still <laughs> grieving for whatever fucking reason you didn't meet the guy, it's like, does anyone remember when Heath Ledger died and John Travolta gave that really bizarro speech about how sad he was over it and it turned out he'd never met him? no no one remembers that vaguely yeah, it was like it was one of them really crazy person sort of videos this is like Harry it's like if you're gonna have your grief Harry don't tell anyone about it just sit in your chair and ponder it yourself probably while smoking inside. a
3: joint as Snoop Dogg said smoke weed every day
0: <laughs> let's go to the questions and we only have the one question which is from Smeghead and he wants to know in light of the colas Wayne Gretzky plug which was fucking about as plastic as I didn't as you get I didn't see it uh, was it they Wayne Gretzky I don't know what he's even doing in Australia but he was at the SCG and he was fumbling a football winner Colas Guernsey and Pridham fucking posted it to Twitter so you know I, I hope I hope Pridham actually checked to see it was the real Gretzky and not not just some in person <laughs> not some in person it wasn't just fucking some other Canadian like Sid but yeah in light of that Wayne Gretzky plug what's the most awkward presentation of a jumper to a sports star from other code that we can think of. Anyone want to have a crack?
1: I've got one, except it's another code presenting to an AFL player. Mm -hmm. Manchester City. You know, the team of the Village Idiot, the more plastic than Port. They decided to suck up Gary Ablett, and they failed.
0: Senior Because they misspelled
1: Ablett Jr. They mispronounced his name, thought he was his dad. (laughs) So yeah, that was pretty awkward to watch, but can't expect much from a plastically cunt club like that. I'm not
0: going to talk a player as such, because I think the question's a little bit too specific for mine but I'm going to go with Collingwood and Rob Lowe the time Rob Lowe oh, was, was in the circle as they sung the theme song for a club like Collingwood, like, that's something I would really expect from Port Adelaide that's literally the sort of thing I'd expect from Port Adelaide like just wait till they go to China and if they win in the China game they'll let all them fucking businessmen in the circle to sing to the Pufferfish song but clubs do consider the circle kind of sacred these days I guess and they kick the cameraman out of the middle and stuff like that like it's amazing to imagine that 15 years ago Eddie Maguire let fuck and Rob Lowe in the circle to sing the song like well not sing the song but kind of just move his mouth around and smile
3: was this 15 years ago well
0: when Rob Lowe was like it was probably his West Wing days or something when he's probably a bit more famous yeah, than he is I'm su- now
3: I'm surprised uh, people knew who Rob Lowe was like I only know him from fucking Parks and Recreation It's like in the Austin last couple Powers. Of years,
0: so. yeah Austin Powers yeah but it, it
3: was- oh, we can't
1: forget there was also where West Coast gave Barack Obama a Guernsey mm,
3: true but there is only one answer to this and i I know it's not another sporting code, but the Hawthorne One Direction partnership, which has obviously given us the the membership theme song, but also One Direction players performing a concert in Hawthorne, Guernsey. No,
0: no, that did not happen.
3: Yes, it did. And, uh, God help oh us all. Oh, God. <laughs> my God. Oh, God. Sweet
1: mother of mercy.
0: Four of them in Guernseys and one of them not.
1: That's even worse than Abba performing in Carlton stuff.
0: Well, I guess the 48% is no longer 48%. It's a bit higher. <laughs> it's,
1: 80% <laughs> it's 80% four out of 80% the five 80% members 1D. by 1D. Snoop Dogg also performed in a Gold Coast Guernsey. Shows <laughs> that drug culture. Yeah.
0: Snoop Dogg liked the Photoshop of him in a dog's Guernsey. (laughs) (laughs) He did. So Snoop Dogg's a fucking
3: turncoat. We know he had that uh, that weed song. Did he have any songs about coke? Probably multiple, (laughs) but I can't think of any off the top of my head.
0: I hope that's answered your question,
3: Smeghead. There's some great moments
0: in cross-promotion history there.
3: And some great moments in Hawthorne history.
0: Let's go to We've this week on the bay. Thread of the week, bit tough.
3: I've got a nomination. It's a main board thread from two weeks ago, but it got locked, and it's only because of something that Northern Light said that I actually remembered that this thread existed. And it's a thread by Huge Johnson.
4: Oh, and, what's uh, that
3: got. This thread was called Trades. Is it time to stop using? He would get a half-eaten packet of Twisties in a derogatory way. What? <laughs> 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 he
1: does this shit all the time. Wait, he was the one
0: who started the thread about the 2050 teams, and they were all the fathers. Of <laughs> yeah. shit. yes shit. Yes. Great thread.
3: And because it was, um, he posted it on the main board, and uh, Starburns mentioned they have a higher tolerance these days. Tolerance <laughs> wasn't high enough because this okay, thread got locked, and that. he got a. They, they, they used to send us all the shit threads, off.
0: and they don't send us these fucking ones. What's, do yeah. your job, mods.
3: Oh, <laughs> I've got to
1: go for the well, the divi van because of NL second. SmackDown. No, what I haven't divi that
0: thread yet, but you, do you really want to give Divi Blues the um, thread of the week?
1: I'll give it an owl thread <laughs> of, post of the second post week? Smackdown of the week.
0: I just yes. realised the way we should post we should post. have second post Smackdown of the year, and I realised we need to use the hashtag for that so that we can have actually a contest for that. Just keep a track. Keep a track, yeah. track of that, because second post Smackdowns are one of the best parts of the bay, and I think we should have a hashtag second post Smackdown.
3: Jeez, I really have subbed in for more, because I'm even getting cookies reached around. <laughs> <laughs> I turn the
0: fiber. So, anyone else got any noms?
3: DB Swanee's thread was okay, I guess, because there was a bit of a sort of backfire oh, yeah, element was, that to was, that. He got that oh, was, yeah. he got pilloried.
0: That was pretty funny. And he kept trying to backtrack to Fleck to the Muppet writing it. You don't believe what the AFL journalists write. Unless they're yeah. Damien Barrett. They it's, don't have any credibility. It's like
3: all... <laughs> Like, look at these Geelong flogs getting sucked in by Barrett. How dumb do you have to be? I thought Red Vest's effort, what's
0: the opposite of skiing downhill, wasn't bad. Gerritz as well with the old Geelong cheer squad. But, yeah, I got nothing. So, if we want to give it to the half-eaten pack of twisties... Oh, it's two weeks ago. I think we have to give it to one from this week, Penal. So, which one?
3: Divi Blues claims Seuss as a cousin has been good.
0: <laughs> it has, actually. That's oh, been I'm, reasonable. How cool was the
3: fight? With the... H2F uh, and... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Mugpunter. What yeah. the fuck was that? Uh, RD Hopkins, who's the college try guy, he's been posting some good conversations from Twitter. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's an open field. It's a really open just like field. The top four. Um,
0: yeah. We could give it to the Divi van for, you know, saving us from all the port crowd threads.
1: I'll give it to the Game of Thrones thread
0: I wanted to just so I wanted so to nominate that see- for Flog of the Week. <laughs> And for every fucking mong in that thread, it's just,
1: there's just f- there's like rational posters smacking down to normal, yeah, the uh, normal. so
0: that thread's not a good read. That's not. I would not recommend mm. anyone read that thread. It's infuriating. The people who want to pick fucking holes. It's like what West Horsham threads, where they find stupid things to get fixated on. I'll give That's Cookie a the... reach around
3: I'm drunk and happy. Drunk Cookie, just best Cookie. Sp- speaking of reach around I think Morgs did have a good one this week. I just can't remember yeah. what. So it was the Hogan Melbourne one. That was. Oh well, yeah, because uh, yeah. it Hogan, did get a Hogan, couple Hogan, melts.
0: Hogan prepares to tell Melbourne to go and get fucked yeah. no standouts very disappointing
3: you're all equal first but you're all equal last well, yeah. equal, equalisation <laughs> everyone gets a premiership everyone gets a thread of the week
0: everybody wins Chris, musical everybody chairs wins this with, week. Fi- with five people and ten chairs yeah like that Simpsons episode yeah um <laughs> Alright, Flog of the Week, we must have some better ones. I I would like to nominate that Godchin guy in the fucking Game of Thrones thread who's saying how it's poorly written, but he won't tell anyone why. John Hart Jr. for all the crowd threads.
1: Man with no name, he's finally watching Game of Thrones for the fourth time.
3: He saw tits. Wait, what what happened? Did he not enjoy it the first two times? And so he went back and watched the third time, fourth time? First three times. Oh,
0: I did hint that we're coming back to this, but it has to be um, one of our favourites. I think, pretty sure he's listening to this show. But, you know, confirmation bias can be a terrible thing especially with something like umpiring where it's so subjective and plugger the umpires have not screwed you out of the 2016 premiership you don't have the moral premiership for 2016 they <laughs> didn't screw you against north they didn't screw you against the cats they didn't screw you every fucking week they might have screwed you a bit against hawthorne because hawthorne were lucky that's why that happened. But we were not. They, it's there isn't there is no moral flag, it's just get the fuck over it. There's no anti Saint Kilda conspiracy that's been going for hundred and twenty years now to <laughs> There has to keep been you to there has one been. flag and 27 spoons. Plugger,
1: plugger is a man who always fights for the truth, no matter how dark and grim the AFL is. So, kick that it, Plugger.
0: No, Plugger. I'm sure there's a song to describe exactly the stupidity of what you've been saying since Saturday about the umpires, but, you know, I'm, I'm not the walking encyclopedia on that, so I can't relay that. But I'm, I'm sure you can.
1: Actually, another nomination John Hart Jr. for his stupid fucking. Oh, oh, I, think friends. I already said him. We know you're insecure. Oh, well, uh, he deserves another whack.
3: Well, I don't get why he doesn't make any fucking charts anymore. Like the G is up, everyone knows your D one. May as well go back to making charts and at least become a semi interesting booster with a with a niche. The moment he's just another poor shit fighter.
0: Anyone else want to offer a dishonourable?
3: The King Cold. What'd he do? He was a draw on that Came out with oh the coach driving tr- his okay, yeah, like interstate trip. Either. Yeah, no, that that's horrible. Yeah, give it to that.
0: Last week's poll, we had a poll for the first time in a few weeks who is luckiest 5.9% said the Triple M crew 11.8% said Tom Rockliffe including a Brian supporter 23.5% said Hawthorne oh, that's a bit lower than usual and 58.8% said Jack Watts was unlucky that Divi Blues told the world about their webcam session
1: poor Jack Watts
0: let's go to next week's games and oh my god this is another one of those games I thought was probably going to look a little bit better at the start of the year but West Coast First Essendon in Perth I, I did say that They'd lose by 200 this year. I did say it. And this will be the biggest loss they're going have this year. I'm going to go West Coast 100. This, the, they will ski because this is what West Coast do best at home against shit teams, and they don't really get much shitter or less competitive. Yeah, so teams. I think
3: we all know who's going to win this game. The only thing is it'll be interesting uh, what's the margin going to be and how many goals is Kennedy going to kick. So I'm going to go with 145 and 14.
0: I'm going to say 213. 13.
3: I'll go with 127 and 11.
1: 120. Kennedy will kick 15.
0: Puffers vs Richmond at Adelaide Oval on the Friday. This one probably looked like a better game at the start of the year too. <sighs> Yikes.
3: Uh, this one, yeah, both sides have been so inconsistent, but I reckon Port to get it done just because the sides have been pretty good on the bounce coming back from the bye this year. Unlike in, in previous years where kind of struggled after the bye this year it's been, I don't know if they're doing things differently from uh, fitness or training things, but we saw St Kilda, they, just, they looked fresh Whereas, yeah, ports to be really fresh and probably run out the game better. I think we're going to sneak home in this one.
0: All thanks to a 48-5 and five from Dustin Martin. He's going to take that criticism, that fantastic fucking motivational criticism on board and run out the fucking game with a 48-5. and five. Oh, you fuck you, Hardwick. Why not? I don't care. <laughs>
1: it's a difficult game to tip because Port are crap and Richmond are crap. Port did beat Richmond in the G, so Port Adelaide but Just with no confidence.
3: Yeah, Port Just over
0: there. Sons versus St Kilda St Kilda have been getting the job done against bad
3: teams this year yeah but they've they've struggled away and so this is probably a danger game for them
1: like inside mail of St Kilda is that the coaching is taking this game like far more seriously than the Cats game so (laughs) it can tell you how much they're scared shitless about us fucking this up so St Kilda but just uh, Shudder to think we've got to fuck this up
0: somehow. Well, clearly because you're taking it more seriously yeah. than you took fucking too long. <laughs> no, that's probably got something to do
3: with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see how as a Saints supporter going into this game, you'd be nervous as fuck, because that's the thing about a, a side where suddenly there is expectation to win where there was none before, and I think we saw it, we've oh, seen it with Melbourne, Melbourne against Essendon, Carlton against St Kilda, when after they'd won six in a, uh, five St. in a St. row and injuries. then like, couldn't back it up against a half-fit St Kilda. So it's very much a danger game And Gold Coast are starting to get their players back It's not the same side that, you know, lost five games in a row by 80 points
0: St Kilda to win, but I'm not confident Dangerous game As yeah, everyone They'll sneak it. home, I think Science mm-hmm. Probably the only match this round that really has any finals implications, you'd think, or at least is close enough of a contest to consider that. So, Colas versus Dogs. Dogs beat them up there last year. Both are coming off the bye. Colas, home ground. Uh,
1: s- yeah. Swans have looked pretty good so far. and yeah, I do good at think home, too. The Dogs don't have enough power to stop Franklin and all that, so Sydney.
4: Sydney, too good up late. I've
3: tipped the Dogs before. They've let me down. They keep letting me down, so I'm going to go with the Swans.
0: Another close game. So there are a few this round that could be pretty coin toss. Carlton versus Collingwood at the MCG both played last week, and Collingwood skied, and Carlton got skied over. So, honestly, this one's hard. It's probably
1: the hardest game of the round to tip.
0: I think Carlton. Collingwood have had a win. They flat-tracked it, and I think the midfield will run only one way and unaccountably again. Yeah, yeah. I
3: think um Carlton, not good enough to hold uh, off the Giants but I think they can turn this one into a bit of a scrap and, you know, probably be low scoring with Carlton. They don't have a great forward line, but, you know, if it turns into a tight contested game, that probably won't matter. And I think Bolton to continue his 100% winning record over, over Buckley. Yeah, Carlton, just
4: the... I'll probably have to go with Collingwood on form. i just hope this game's above Debris because I'm
0: going to go. Last game of the round, Melbourne versus the Crows. That's at the MCG. Crows should win, but oh, Melbourne, they surprise you at times.
3: Yeah, I've just got a feeling this might be one of the weeks that wow. Melbourne have... One of their
0: surprise wins, where where no one's there and no Is one would coming? see it coming now. Considering, nah, yeah, yeah, the crows.
3: Well, well yeah, now they're coming off the bye and yeah, crows have won come. five I mean, in a row against would, pretty good opposition would, yeah, along the way. Yeah, you have to you have to on form tip Adelaide, yeah. but uh, if if Melbourne win, then we'll all be like, well, yeah, fucking typical <laughs> Melbourne,
0: eh? Because um, they probably <laughs> play Essendon pretty soon, and they drop that. Oh, they play Frio the game after this. Melbourne probably win this, lose to Frio the week after, and. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Their record in Darwin is shocking, so I could see that happening.
0: But yeah, Northern Lights tip Melbourne, I think the rest of us tip Adelaide. Uh, There's only one game this week I'm really tipping with any confidence, and it's West Coast (laughs) (laughs) by a lot. So I guess that's all of it. This was the Flogcast for Round 15. Starburns joined by Cookie. Goodbye.
3: Penal. We've got three legitimately won premierships. That's what makes us beautiful.
0: (laughs) Three cheat. Our mid-flogcast trade, Northern Lights see you later. and well teach is gone and Morgs is <laughs> gone so
4: thanks to them for coming on and thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week